If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Not a lot of folks know about it, but it is already in its early stages very successful. It's called Mend and Tend. It is a pilot program created by the uh, Providence Healthcare, and it treats wounds of downtown Eastside residents. Joining me to talk a little bit about Mend and Tend is Aggie Black, a registered nurse, research leader, and co-leader for the Mend and Tend initiative. Uh, Aggie, thank you for joining us. Happy to be here, Jazz. So walk me through, how did the idea come about uh, and this desire to, to provide this kind of service in the downtown east side? Well, fundamentally, it started when a colleague and I realized every day on our way to work, we're passing people who are unhoused, who have visible wounds, and we realized the services currently available are not reaching those people. And around that same time, we had the opportunity to pitch an idea at a Providence research event where they wanted innovative approaches to wound care. And we pitched this idea of what if we brought low barrier wound care services right to people in the downtown east side, no appointments required, a registered nurse on scene to at least provide basic wound care. And that's how we started. So what kind of wounds do you see uh, when you're working down there? We see a little bit of everything. We've seen, um, I don't work there. I'm one of the organizers of it, but mm-hmm. we have this a couple of wonderful nurses, a registered nurse and a licensed practical nurse who both work there. And Anna, uh, one of her recent patients was a woman with second degree burns because her, she was, lives in a tent and her tent caught on fire. And she hadn't was referred to a burn center, but her life was very chaotic. She didn't have transportation. So instead, she showed up at Mendentend, and Anna was able to get her patched up and put dressings on the wound and continue following her. Um, so people like that. There's also many, many people with problems with their feet because they live outside. They don't have good-fitting shoes or clean socks. So she does lots and lots of foot wounds. Um, why do you think our system is able to uh, address these very things that you've talked about and the fact that, you know, you have to find something innovative like this uh, to actually deal with frontline challenges like that? And that's an excellent question. A lot of this, I believe, fundamentally is people, the people that, that Anna, our nurse, is seeing are people who have mental health challenges, substance use issues, live in poverty, they're afraid that when they come into the regular healthcare system, they will be disrespected because in the past, in their interactions, they've been judged. These are what they tell me. They've been judged because they smell bad because or afraid of being judged because they don't live where they have access to a shower or they're afraid of being judged because they're substance users or they're afraid of being judged because they you know, can't present themselves properly like like what they think patients should be presenting. So they avoid mainstream health care. Some of them have, we had a patient who had not seen a primary care provider for 20 years. 
But because this nurse came to her in a safe, what the patient or client considered a safe environment, she was willing to have her wound looked at by this nurse Mm. and treated. So I think we have to work to build trust between people who face these sort of fundamental life challenges and the healthcare system. And I think the interim fix is to provide really low barrier care, which is what Mendentend is trying to do. Now you're doing this, I believe, twice uh, twice a week and you've already uh, since the fall uh, have helped over i think 280 plus people um is there any uh, are there any plans to perhaps expand the program yes we we're working closely with our colleagues at vancouver coastal health and they have a similar drop-in wound service at an overdose prevention site a few blocks away they operate all the days that we don't operate so we we're sharing evaluation data with them, we're collaborating with them, and we intentionally chose dates that that, um, are the days they aren't open so that we can, if patients need a dressing change every day, we can say, please go to this other clinic, which is also drop-in, low barrier, and they do the same for us. So, I mean, I would love to see us work ourselves out of a job. I would love to see us get each of these clients um, successfully attached to primary hair primary care clinics. I'd love to see them regain trust in the healthcare system enough to attend primary care clinics. This is meant to be stopgap until we can get people successfully attached. But unfortunately, that's not going to happen immediately. So for now, we hope that we'll at least be able to continue care because two days a week we see people um, and there's there's no end to people that want to be seen in the clinic. When you, uh, when when the original idea came, who do you present this idea to? This was Providence Research is the research arm of Providence Healthcare, and once a year they do this sort of innovative thing called Skunk Works. It's sort of a funny name, but <laughs> you come in and pitch an idea, and then you spend a day and a half working with a team to refine the idea, and then you pitch it to a group of people who have funding to offer, and. Um, one of the judges said, that's such an interesting idea. I'll give you funding for a year. Now, part of the reason for that is these folks often end up in the emergency department when their wounds are so bad that they're essentially life-threatening and really need IV antibiotics. So people who um, you know, who are watching the cost of the healthcare system realize that it's much less expensive to put a nurse in the downtown east side to treat wounds than it is to wait till those people are so ill that they end up in the emergency department taking lots of time. That's the mo- one of the most expensive places to get care mm-hmm. is emergency. And then sometimes they have to be admitted. Sometimes they have amputations and they spend weeks and months in acute care at one of our hospitals. So we want to get upstream treat them where they are, help build trust in the healthcare system, and avoid some of those super, super expensive things like emergency department visits, ICU after a, a leg amputation, things like that. Are there similar programs in other major cities in British uh, or in Canada, uh, similar to what you're doing here? We haven't been able to find any. We started ours right around the same time Vancouver Coastal Health started theirs, and we hadn't even known theirs existed. We kind of did a little environmental scan to see, is anybody else doing this? Because we didn't want to duplicate, and we couldn't see that anyone else was. And then we met some nurses at Vancouver Coastal Health who were just about to open theirs. So that's been great because we can share ideas and um you know, see what what's working for them and borrow it, and they do the same. 
Well, it, is, it sounds like a fabulous program, and as I said, started in the in the fall of last year, and and uh, already uh, uh, they've already cared for 255 people since it opened last fall, as I said. Aggie, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. You're welcome, Jazz.